Hello, buddy. I'm Ben Rikosh, as always, sitting here with Soren Povasils, and this is Paper Thin Thoughts. We cited ill-advised, thought-provoking dimwits, truths on trending topics that we experience in our daily lives. And this week, we had a March Madness preview bracket Final Four extravaganza where we explored with uh, Mr. Coach Daly, uh, Coach Jones, Big Old Dave, Ben and Soren about our thoughts on this year's March Madness, who's going to come out on top, some upset, and just overall overall feelings. So to every PTT listener, we will have a prize out soon, but please go join our bracket group. Uh, we will post this on all social media, but our bracket group is on ESPN. It is a public group. Just search up Paper Thin Thoughts. You will see our group. Uh, I mean, you won't miss it. It's great. I look forward to beating everyone in the group. Mm-hmm. We will hear in the following episode. Picks are amazing. No one's going to stop me, except everyone's going to stop me. My picks are probably going to lose, but that matter. Let's get to it. Yeah. Uh, we are thrilled to be here today, this morning, to preview the 84th annual March Madness Tournament 2023. Very, very exciting. I want to touch on both the women's and the men's tournaments. Um, Coach, Coach Daly, you're the uh, girls basketball coach for our CHS Black Knights. Uh, we have Coach Daly with us, as I mentioned. We have Coach Jones, who's on an episode prior to this. And we have Producer Dave and Soren and myself, as always. Thank you all for coming, and we're excited for March Madness. Having us. Thanks. Yeah, good to be here. The best time of year. Sure is. Um, I guess we'll get right into it. Which of the one seeds for this men's tournament do you think are most vulnerable? There's Alabama, there's Houston, there's Kansas, and there's Purdue. Coach Jones, you want to start first? Yeah, I mean, I would say probably, even though they're 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 the favorite to win it, I would say Houston, uh, just because um, the injury, right, to to Sasser uh, yesterday. We saw, you know, down to Memphis. I think they're. He plays such a big role for them. Um, and even sometimes when you come back from an injury, it still kind of messes up that chemistry if, you've, if guys are practicing without them, things like that. So um, I hate to say it, Houston is, is probably the favorite to win it, but also, to me, the favorite to kind of have an upset. Interesting. Uh, Coach Daly? Um, I think maybe, um, maybe a surprise, but I – the one I'm worried about is Purdue. Like, I know they're huge inside. Looks so shaky against pressure yesterday with its comeback. Uh, you know, them against a, a Memphis or Florida Atlantic in that second round mm-hmm. uh, gets real scary by the first weekend. Uh, and then you got Duke and Tennessee in that half of the Speed 16 as well. Where, you know, teams who you know have looked like you know a top five team in periods of, of the year. So I can see that, that being a lot of trouble for the Boilermakers. Interesting. I think Alabama's the one seed that's in the most trouble. I think I you agree. look in that bracket, there's just team after team after team that's, that, that can run upsets for them. I've got Virginia beating them, but if you take a look around that whole bracket, you've got uh, you've got a team that I really like. Uh, you've got an NC State team that looks hungry and has nothing to lose. It's just there's a lot of teams in that in that bracket that I think can run some upset on them. Um, Alabama, my pick too. I think the entire country is out to get them. They have a target on their back. <laughs> Um, and I think nobody wants Alabama, Alabama to win football or basketball. Exactly. We just want to keep Alabama off of national this, championships. This year, there's an added incentive to kind of beat them, to kind of be the big guys. Um, so I think that that leaves Bama with with the the uh, 
most vulnerable to me. The one we didn't there is Kansas, and they are notably a not as strong number one seed. But I want to know, do you think that Kansas has what it takes to repeat? Nobody has done that since 2007 uh, when Florida did that great team with Joakim Noah. Do you think that Kansas can do it? I, I can. Uh, I think this is going to be the year where not, it's not going to be a, a one seed winning it. Interesting. Um, that's that's my my take. Just I don't think we have a one seed. I like. I, I think that we could potentially not have a one seed in the final four. Hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I think looking at Kansas, right? They've got some tough outs. Um, I mean, I think UCLA, UCLA mm-hmm. again, battling some injuries, but man, they're playing some good basketball and they're fun to watch. Um, so I, I don't, I don't see I don't see Kansas go running running the table this year. I agree with. You. I picked Kansas losing to Arkansas in the round of thirty-two. So. I don't think they can do it, even though they've been, they're a veteran team. Uh, they they have what it takes. They uh, brought back most of their team, even though they did lose a couple of high uh, NBA draft picks. Uh, they brought my championship team, so I think that they could do it, but I don't think that they will do it. Uh, my pick to come out of that region specifically is UConn. Mm-hmm. I've been super high on UConn since the beginning of the year. I really like what Adamo Sanogo brings to their team uh, when I watched him last year. And I think just built on that, uh, built on the success that had, and I, UConn has what it takes to make it to the Final Four. I mean, I, I think that's the toughest bracket, uh, looking at it like on paper, right? Yeah. Like, you've got yeah. a Gonzaga who, who knows. Yeah, like I've got them coming out of the tournament. Like I've got, and, and I've got he, uh, the Huskies beating uh, beating them in the yeah. round of 32 as well. Yeah. So, yeah. like, yeah, Kansas got a lot of trouble on they there. They do. Yeah. It's, they got a bunch of a bunch of folks in the, in the way that are that are all teams and. Uh, like you said, Arkansas. Like who knows what they if they show up, they, they're going to give mm-hmm. them some trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you've got UCLA in that bracket. Like there's a lot of there's a lot, lot of, of conference winners in that in that in that bracket right there. I mean, t- TCU didn't TCU beat yeah. Kansas yeah. by like 20 at home? Yeah. 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 One matchup that I That's think would be cool to see yeah. would be uh, Gonzaga UCLA rematch in the Sweet 16. Remember they had that crazy Final Four game a couple of years ago. That That's would be right. that would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, who is each of your guys' double-digit seed that you're most looking forward to watching? A double-digit seed. I have my pick, but I want to hear what you think. My pick is the VCU Rams. Ooh, Coach Daly. I, mean, I don't believe that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, I really like what I've seen from um, – <laughs> I really like what I've from their team, especially their star point guard, uh, Ace Baldwin Jr., He's really good. He has what it takes to become an elite guard at the next level. Uh, he has the shot-making ability. He has the passing. He has, you know, and he's defensive player of the year, too, so he's not just a one-sided guard. I really like what he brings to the table. And in games like March Madness, all, all that has to happen is that you have the best player in the game. And I think in a lot of games, he will be the best player in the game. And I think that's a game-changer. They have great shooters around him. And they have solid interior defense, which I think will help with a lot of teams that are just average in the inside on offense. So I think that the VCU Rams could make a run. Do I think that they will beat UConn? As I said, they got unlucky there. But I think that they have the potential to make an run similar to what they did in 2011. For those double-digit seeds, it's always just getting out of that first weekend. Like, just get out of the 32 and into the 16, because if you're a double-digit seed and you're making your way into the sweet seed, at that point, you're just...
great. Like now we just get to play like there's nothing to lose because like I, we've, we've already exceeded the expectations. And so, so much of it's just getting out of that first weekend for double digit seeds. I've got two teams in double digit seeds that I'm a big fan of. Uh, the way that Penn State played through there, through that Big Ten tournament. Yeah. Like I'm a big fan of that, that Penn State basketball team and they're already playing like they've got nothing to lose. And when that carries into, when that carries into March, like that's really big. And I'm going to go Homer on this one. I'm, I, I, I'm going to go with the Providence Friars. I've got a good friend of mine nice. who is a coach on that team. I love Ed Cooley. Every year they are, they are on that door. They're, they're like, they're not quite ready to make that big run to the final. But this year I've got them going to the sweet 16, but I think Providence, I've got them going to sweet 16 and losing Chaka smarts Marquette team. But um, I think Providence could, could make some noise, man. Ed Cooley's got that team blocked in every year. Yeah. He's, he's good. He's in the conversations for higher head coaching jobs. And I think this might be the year that he takes one, but mm done a good job with Providence yeah I, I I agree I like the Providence pick but uh I think for me is uh, the College of Charleston uh they can put points up they they, they put the ball in a basket and so uh I'm excited to see what they can do they just got shooters right and we know in the tournament a team gets hot with shooters man it, it's fun to watch and so they uh they losses on the season right one to Carolina which was a close game until we blew them out. Uh, sorry, and I say we in in a mournful, mournful. If you're going to go with we on North Carolina, we'll start talking to the basketball. Right? No, I'm here. no, I'm they're here. not in the tournament. They're I'm not here. Talk about that. We'll looking for them here. Yeah, that, that was disappointing. Um, but you know, they the games they did lose, lose. They you know lost by one to Drexel. So I mean, College of Charleston has they have players. They have they've had a great run and they've run through their conference. Um, and so excited to see you on the big stage because I think that it's all these guys that are waiting to kind of get their name out there. Um, yep. and so. it, it's all those things that the committee talks about, like quad one wins, the net ranking, everything like that. Lower-seeded schools like Charleston may have a lot of wins, but they may not have quality wins or quality losses even. And I think that's what separates the committee, and that's what um, might determine how far they get especially. Coach Daly, do you have a pick? Uh, I mean, I like a, uh, a couple teams from the Midwest. I like both uh, ten seed Boise State, uh, mm-hmm. and then going a little further west, uh, another ten seed Utah State. Like these are both like really solid teams. Um, you know, and I think you know they don't get the name written of like you know the, some of the SEC teams that they're, they're matched up with. Uh, but I, I could definitely see Boise State coming out of that uh, little bracket and beating a UCLA team that's pretty banged up um, and dealing without you know a couple of their defensive stoppers. Um, yeah, so th- that's a two that like I think name brand you may not like yeah. recognize them as much as some of the ten or SEC teams that get a lot of the yeah. ESPN coverage, uh, but they're really solid teams uh, uh, there. I didn't pick them in my bracket, but I th- I'd say watch out for Grand Canyon against Gonzaga. They played some good ball this year. Right. Uh, they put up a lot of points. And yeah, that yeah. could be a really high scoring game. Yeah, yeah, I'm um, excited about that. I'm interested to see to see that game. Uh, let's see here. Is Dan Marley still coaching? Is he? Um, he might. Is he, is he at Grand Canyon? He might be. Is he at Grand Canyon? I mean, if he if he is, I, I, I'd say they have they have the they have a good chance. I think got to believe in Dan Marley. Got to believe in Dan Marley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think Lafonso Ellis's kid is playing for them. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I'd be interested to see, to see that team. Um. What for you, just personally? Oh, Soren, I know you had a pick, a uh, double-digit seed that you want to talk about. Um, I can see Furman beating EVA. 
Soren's kind of trying to win the popularity contest here in Charlottesville. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I've got Duke and Gonzaga in the finals. Interesting. With a Duke win. <laughs> well, Coach <laughs> Jones just that like all just sounds gag reflex. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know, but they just look pretty decent. Well, that's all I got. <laughs> Before we get into that, for the rest of us, I wanted to talk a little bit about personally what has the most leverage when making your bracket. Mm-hmm. What what stat or what metric or what eye test has the most leverage and the most sway when you click the button 63 times? Team colors. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. I don't. My dad always had a method of like, if you're ever in doubt, you just f- figure out the mascot who, which of the mascots would win in like a battle. Ah, it's like, like if you're ever you're in doubt, and 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 like, what's what's so funny is like more often than not, that'll usually win. It's like has nothing to do with basketball whatsoever. That's It'll funny. just have it to do with that. Yeah, I, I I like to pick as many upsets as I can the first couple of days. I yeah, guess it makes like that Thursday and Friday so much fun to root for. So like, I, I'll go through. If I don't see you winning two games, then I probably pick against you in the first round. Interesting. That like if, if I don't see, you know, if I don't see Missouri beating Arizona, then I'm taking Utah State over yeah. Missouri in the first place. So like, yeah, I, I try to like cool. have as many of those fun upsets the first day. Nice. And I, and I need you guys to know, C- Coach Daly is a bracket genius, by the <laughs> way. I'm expecting big, th- big things in our group. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm excited to be invited. All yeah. right, there we go. Uh, um, I always – I always pick like the first couple rounds are crazy, but the cream always rises to the crop. <laughs> cream always goes to the top. There are always seeds in the final. There are always two, three, four seeds. I mean, even though like a uh, bunch of things, you know, top of the top is always there. So that's that's my theory. Uh, I guess we'll get into it now. Who are each of your picks for the final four? Uh, I'll go first if you want. Uh, my pick out of the East. I know it's not a popular pick here, but it's Duke. Duke has what it takes to stop uh, Purdue and Zach Eady. I think that their length, as we saw against UVA in the ACC tournament, they can stop basically anyone from scoring in the paint. And I think that it's a different game with Zach Eady for anyone. But I think that Duke has pretty easy path to the Final Four. Um, besides, I've not been high on Marquette this year, though they're really good. Ooh. But I've got them on my final four, but interesting. But I mean, I still have them in my, but I still don't think that, um, you know, the big East and things like that will match up eventually to see the SEC, the big 10. So I think that Marquette, it's not it. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them cutting down the nets in April, but I don't think they're cool. Top the top. Uh, for the West, I have UConn over Gonzaga in the Elite Eight. As I said, I'm, I've been super high on UConn. Uh, and then up top in the Midwest, I have Houston. Houston, I've been super high on Houston here. I don't think that anyone's going to stop them. This does uh, contend a little bit on Marcus Sasser's injury, as we talked about. But I think that Houston is the team to be in this tournament, as you said. I think that they will edge out Texas in the Elite Eight, even though I think that Texas is a really good game. And they could pose a fight if Marcus Sasser is not fully healthy in the backcourt. But there we go. And for my last Final Four spot, as much as it hurts me to say, I think that Alabama's length and the skill set of Brandon Miller is really good. 
I watched Brandon Miller plenty of times this year, and even with all of the off-the-court issues, he's a really good player. He's going to be a top-10 pick in the NBA draft. Uh, I don't – I mean, so you, you went say what you want about heart, it. You had them beating Virginia in the Sweet 16 then? They're really good. UVA has struggled yeah. with – with length all year. I had Creighton in, in the Elite Eight against yeah. Alabama. I think that Creighton's been a really okay. good team. Um, so that's my final four. Alabama, Duke, Houston, UConn. I have Duke moving on to beat Alabama. As I said, their length and their skills are really good. They have had some super great moments. I mean, they've won straight now, including an ACC tournament championship. And then eventually, I think Houston will cut down the nets and then be like a hometown hero. Yeah. Hmm. That'd be fun. Yeah. Coach Jones, you can right. start it off. All right. Here, here I go. All right. So I'll start. I'll start in the East as well. Um, so in the East, uh, I I have Marquette. I do have Marquette. I think uh, uh, I think Shaka Shaka builds teams that are that are uh, gonna uh, press people, gonna pull stuff, and I think that carries in in the NCAA tournament. Um, and they've got players that can do it. Uh, and, and also, I'm just not impressed with that many people. I think Purdue. Um, they're up and down, so I don't I don't see them, and I can't I can't choose Duke, so that's just yeah, not. Gonna I understand. <laughs> um, so I'm hoping I'm hoping Oral Roberts does their job. If not, Tennessee uh, can can take care of that one. Um, the West is where it gets interesting for me. Uh, I love UCLA, uh, even with mm-hmm. injuries. Uh, uh, I'm trying to. Rem- is it Hawkes? Hawkes. Yeah. Uh, is fun. Is fun. Tiger Campbell. Man, he can he can put the ball in the hoop, and I think he causes a lot of a lot of uh, uh, matchups that are that are tough for for other teams. Right? He can step outside, but he also his post game is his footwork is incredible. Like that's that's the guy I want. I like post players and, and guards to watch, right? Because he just does it a little bit of it all, and so I think that's that's gonna that's gonna carry in the NCAA. Um, and I think you know they, they played Arizona tough uh, in the in the tournament there in the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, I think oftentimes when you see a team lose a close one in their tournament, all of a sudden that lights a little bit more fire, and then yeah. and then you kind of see them start to run things in the tournament. And uh, you get that loss out of the way before right. the big dance. Right? Exactly. You get that out of the way now, so you're ready to go. Yeah. And I, and I think they're hungry. I mean, they've got guys that probably should have gone to the league, but felt horrible last year when they were upset by by the, by i believe it was the tar heels um in the tournament mm-hmm. right and so i think they're ready they're they're coming back and a little bit more hungry yeah um then in the midwest this one's the toughest one for me because i don't really like any of them uh to be honest mm-hmm. uh i mean i know houston's there but i think houston's going to trip up on somebody um miami is a team that can beat anybody at any time um i don't know if they're a final four team i don't know if i'd but but they might be as, as I'm looking at it. if they can get past Indiana I do think they're gonna get they, Miami's the team that could give Houston a big problem because they have the guards that can actually yeah. have the size and can take the pressure they're used to it so um, Isaiah Wong is a bucket he, waiting he to happen is. he is mm-hmm. right and and so uh, but their their big man got hurt I don't know if they can yeah uh, I'm really worried about you know, that because I stepped I up to very far. <laughs> uh, whoever Houston's defensive player of the year was there. To to me, guards win guards win the tournament for you, right? And so, shoot oversize. If 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 Wong is hot, if uh, Pack gets hot, mm-hmm. like they can put the ball in the hoop, and it, you know you can have the biggest guy on the floor, but 
uh, you find coach Larinaga finds ways to win games. Yeah, right? he's a good coach. He's a great coach. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it, I'm, I think I'm gonna go with you know I'm kind of doing this on the fly, but I'm gonna say Miami in the Final Four. All right, I Put like it, it. I like that. Uh, and then the South, uh, the South. Uh, this was a hard one for me. Um, I agree. Alabama is probably coming out of there. Uh, they just—it's them against the world right now. Yeah. And they're—they're—they're they're, they're feeding into that role, and that—it's—it's it's a little bit scary. But um, I would love to see Arizona come out of there. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think it is going to be Alabama. Interesting. I like your picks. And then who's going to win it? Oh, uh, to win it, mm. I'm I'm gonna go with UCLA coming out coming with a dark horse UCLA. Mm. Awesome. Interesting, yeah, I like awesome. it. Uh, Coach Daly, yeah, I mean I, I think the gap this year between the one seeds and like the two, three, fours, even fives, like is the smallest that I can remember. Like mm-hmm. there's just there's not those like two or three dominant teams who've been like number one all year. Like we've had like seven different teams have been number one, right? Like, and everyone becomes one and then loses the next week. So I don't know. I, I think it's going to be just total chaos. So I'm, I'm leaning into that. Uh, and I've got two, two seeds and two, four seeds in my final four. Nice. So, um, Let's see. So going around the bracket here in the uh, I've got Arizona coming out of there. I, I, I think their side of the bracket, like I'm not sold on Baylor. Uh, I can see Baylor losing to either Creighton or NC State by the first weekend. Uh, and the top there, like with Alabama and Virginia, I think, I, I don't know, I think there, there's some flaws on both those teams. Uh, so I can see, you know, Arizona, who is super talented and, you know, has played a pretty good Pac-12 this year and, and came out there on top. Um, I think that win over UCLA was big for them this weekend. Uh, you know, after UCLA won the conference pretty easily in the regular season, so I've got Arizona coming out of the South, uh, and then in the the East, which I think is also going to be some some chaos. Um, there's a lot of really hard games to pick, like that Duke game. Like, yeah. Like, first off, like I, I hope we get to see it because like either one of those could lose that first round game. Like Earl Roberts can really score. Uh, Louisiana is is big and. And, you know, and, and Tennessee is struggling to figure out how to play without losing their point guard to injury. Uh, but, like, you know, they always play defense. And I think this time of the year, like, in playing in some of these domes and unfamiliar settings, I think they've got something they can rely on. So I've got Tennessee coming all the way out of the south as the four seed. Uh, and then, let's see, in the, in the west, uh, I'm, I'm going with the Huskies. You know, the UConn Huskies, it's the other four seed coming out of there. I like that. Um, I think they're playing well. They're big. They're physical. Um, Homer. I, I'm also from Connecticut, yes. Uh, <laughs> but I think Dan Hurley's done a great job there. Uh, like that, that team takes on his personality in close games. Uh, they can be volatile, but they're, they're, they're feisty. They're just always awesome in the tournament, too. Like yeah, decades right, long running. Right. They're just always awesome in the tournament. That's true. They're right? just you, a fun tourney program. Yeah. yeah. You look at some of these years where there hasn't been a dominant one. Like so those are the teams that, like, those are the years where, like, oh, like UConn ends up winning the whole thing. Uh, you know, they've mm-hmm. done it as a six seed, they've done it as a two seed so this 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 year it's their uh, four seed to run for sure uh, and then the other final four i've got uh, texas the longhorns i like coming out there i really like miami as well but the the injury to their center the other day and him being on crutches uh the, the rest of that game see there yeah not good yeah. and then who do you have winning the final four uh let's see i've got uh yukon over arizona in the final Ooh, nice you want to close it out, Dave? I'll close it out. Um, I have a one, two, three, and a four seed in my final wow. four. Uh, I did not plan it that way. It just kind of like shook it up. Um, 
I I have Houston going to the Final Four. I think they are the the team that's that's that probably has the easiest path. Like out of the one seeds, I think they have like probably the like the most likely path to get there. Again, it's all injury dependent as it is for every basketball team this time of year. <laughs> but um I really like Houston getting there. Um I've also got Gonzaga uh getting to the final four. I have them beating the Yukon Huskies. Mm-hmm. I, I sat there and stared at that game and I was like and what always happens with me too is like every time like I, I Gonzaga just burns me every single time I fill out a bracket every single year. The years where I'm just like I'm not buying into you all this year. You like not buying it, Mark View. And then the one year that I bought into them, they lost. Right, exactly. Like <laughs> I just, I just get messed up with them all the time. So, uh, uh, coach, I'm just gonna say I'm putting Gonzaga into the Final Four, which uh-huh. is almost likely going to just put the Huskies there for you. Okay. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Okay. So, um, uh, I've also got I'm a uh, I'm going with Marquette in the Final Four. Um, Shaka Smart. You know, he just gets a hold of these major teams, and he just knows how. Again, for me, it's Shaka knows how to get up and down the court, and he just has guards that will just absolutely go and get it in the tournament time. And um, I think, just like what you were talking about, Coach Jones, it's like shooting and like those offenses that just know how to go out and score and fill up the hoop are going to like just make a lot of noise in the tournament. And I really like Shaka's team for that. And I've got Shaka Smart playing the Virginia Cavaliers in the Final Four. All right. Um, I think this is an, I mean, honestly like Virginia's another one that kind of hits me like Gonzaga does too. And this is coming from like a lot of love from this program. Never know. But like you never you never know when they're just gonna. They had the game on on the on the ACC finals where it's just like they could not put the basket the ball through the hoop. They could not do it. They couldn't get it inside. They couldn't like. I mean, they just couldn't get the ball in the paint. I was almost just like, did John Shire just beat Tony Bennett with Tony Bennett's defense a little bit? Like, could not let yeah. them in the paint at all. And they were ice cold from the field. There was points where Jaden Gardner was missing ten foot mid range jump shots on the baseline, which is an automatic bucket from him every time. So I feel like they've gotten that game out of their way now and it's leaving them space to just go make a run through the tournament. UVA always has one of those games in the postseason. Absolutely. In 2019, it was the semifinals. And I'm just putting my trust in there that they got that game out the way on Saturday, and so I've got them winning the whole tournament, mm. beating Gonzaga in the finals. Nice. I've got right. a nine seed in my final four. Oh. Who is it? Uh, West Virginia. I like it. Take me okay. home, country roads. Yeah. <laughs> my final four is West Virginia, Marquette, and then Miami, UConn. Interesting. All right. I like with, that. With I could UConn see it. winning at all yeah, against I, I don't Marquette. hate it. Mm-hmm. Coach Dale, I want to touch on women's basketball. Yeah. Uh, you watch a lot of women's? I do, yeah. Now, I think that bracket is kind of the opposite. Like, the, there is a clear number one. Like, I really, really think you look at that bracket, and you can either take South Carolina or you could take the field. And Well, I take I, the I think field. Taking, I, I take Caitlin. I, I, I think I'm taking South Carolina. <laughs> I think they're – I take Iowa. <laughs> no, I, they're, they're very good. I just – I mean, I think South Carolina is so dominant. They've played such a tough schedule. They've already, you know, they've played, like, the Stanfords, the Yukons, like, the LSUs, the Tennessees. Like, they're so battle-tested. Don Stale, great job. Mm-hmm. Um, UVA legend. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, so I, I think that's a very different bracket. I'm excited to see what happens. I think there's going to be some chaos in, like, in the, the lower seeds. I think a lot of mid-majors have caught up uh, yeah. to the Power 5 teams in women's basketball. Uh, but at the top of it, I think South Carolina is just so dominant. Are you, are you saying like a John Marshall type uh, tournament run here where they win average like I, by I think 40? more like a Carroll County girls basketball where they win every tournament game by 30-plus uh, here in the state of Virginia. So. Isn't, isn't UConn women's team pretty? 
very good. I U- went there. UConn has been historically good. I visited good, yeah. there, and that's the only thing they talked about the whole time. Yes. That, that's Pretty much inside program, the state of yeah. Connecticut, that's all they talk about any time. Yeah. yeah. South, South Carolina has replaced them. I'm going to say that now. Yeah, I yeah. think so, too. Hey, man, I'm going with our Virginia Tech Hokies women's basketball team. Nope. Virginia mm. Tech is not going to win anything. Ben is uh, <laughs> Ben is just going to be a uh, 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 cynical UVA fan. I'm going to refuse it, but I mean, there's I, a there's a account on Twitter that's out every day. Forty four thousand one hundred sixty seven days. Virginia Tech has gone without a champ without a national championship. Forty four thousand one hundred sixty eight days, God, and so on, so, so on every day. This. And I follow them. I like their tweet every day. <laughs> so. I got I got some money on Georgia Moore and Liz Kitley. I think those two uh-huh. basketball players yeah. are like I mean like Liz is a two-time ACC player of the year mm-hmm. now but Georgia Moore for me is she is an absolute killer on the hardwood. I love watching her play basketball. I can't wait to see her play at the next level. She is just an absolute killer. And so like I agree with you South Carolina is definitely at the top of the field, but I'm very I'm really curious to see what this Virginia Tech team could do cuz I think they had a disappoint they had they, they not think they had they had a disappointing ter- tournament last year and I think they are again like for me it's always the teams that are hot going into the tournament. Who's hot running in? Who can get a bucket? And I don't think there's anybody in the Hokies right now. Interesting. Well, I have I one guess, more question for the field. Sure. Every NCAA tournament, there's always a player. There's always a player that just kind of like makes like the big like they're showing out. And like a couple years ago, it was John ja Morant made he made his name for himself. Tournament that like like who's the do you guys? I mean, I haven't watched enough to be able to like pinpoint individual players. But do you think we're gonna have like that mid major superstar player that's just gonna like? Jump himself into a first round draft pick, become an all star. Great I mean, the question. Answer is yes, right? It happens every happens year. every year. Every year, like who? Who's that guy? Oh, like I, I already said his name in this in this recording session. I think it's Ace Baldwin Jr. of VCU. Okay, I think he's really good. I think awesome. that he's. Uh, I don't know exactly how tall he is, but he's not the biggest guard. He's not the smallest guard, but he, he's not the biggest guard. But he's got the it factor on defense, and he can make shots. Man, cool. He's really good. Cool. Yeah, I saw him play in person this year. He's really good. You know, if if anything, like what we saw last year was, yeah, it maybe kind of brought some name and to for like NBA. But what we're seeing more is bringing names for the the transfer portal. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Right. Yep. Uh, from St. Peter's, right? Like, like literally half, half the team transferred, right? For, right. for these mid-major players, they can earn more in the transfer portal than they can entering the NBA draft. through the NIL, no doubt. Yeah. 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 My, my Man, bit. what an interesting way to approach college basketball now. Like you take your te- you take your mid-major team on a run and then that team just gets busted up and like <laughs> kids gone. are showing up in like Kansas colors and Duke colors and stuff after that. What a what a world. I think that I think that FAU, Florida Atlantic could be a team that disrupts things. Cool. Yeah. They they're really lengthy. I saw them in the airport once. They're tall. As is everybody, as is every basketball team, but they're tall, <laughs> yeah. um, and I, I like what all, they could bring. All, they all could also team, huh? They could also stop Purdue, and I think that the committee on purpose put a couple of lengthy teams against Purdue. So interesting. Yeah, uh, we'll see what happens there. Thank you, Coach Jones, Mr. Daly, uh, Mr. Dave, for joining us. Look forward to beating you all in the bracket group in the coming weeks. I'm rooting for Soren's bracket. I texted you all last night. Oh yeah, Soren's bracket. Soren. Yeah. Well. Appreciate it. It is the most, it is the most wonderful time of the year. Yeah. Go Hoos. Soren, of 1 to 100, how excited are you for March Madness? Um, I'm, 
actually after that episode, I'm actually a bit more excited than I previously was because I don't know anything about basketball. I don't know anything about most of these teams or even one. I don't know six eighths of these teams. But now that I've had a talk with the pros here, I'm a bit pumped to see if my bracket can get par and to see if Furman beats UVA. <laughs> That's the one game you're going to watch, yeah, Furman UVA. Probably. Well, so we're going to have this as a draft, the main episode, but we kind of ran time, so I want to ponder you the question now. Mm-hmm. A for mascot of tournaments or mascot tournament teams to win in a fight, who would you pick with your number one pick? Got to be Otto the Orange. Otto the Orange. Yeah, he's winning every fight. Okay. He'll just he'll roll all over you. He'll sit on you. He'll squish you. He's a huge beanbag. Uh, I will pick a Miami Hurricane, a literal hurricane. That is so lame. Or a Iowa State Cyclone, a also Cyclone. That's a mascot. That's a thing. It's a, they are the Iowa State Cyclones, same as it's the Virginia Cavaliers or the Duke Blue Devils. That's their thing. So I would also on my list were the VCU Rams, like a ram, a little ram. The Maybe MC- Pistol Pete of Oklahoma State. The NC State Wolf Pack, because it is an entire wolf pack. It's not the NC State Wolf. Is the NC State Wolf Pack? Well, is the mascot that's on the court a whole wolf pack, or is it one wolf? They have a wolf, but there I'm, we go. I, I'm it's, going- it's the mascot that's on the court is the one that would be fighting. I'm going the names here. Oh well, then that's cheating, man. Okay, I would that's also not a pick, physical mascot. I would pick a Texas Longhorn. You I, would just pick the horns. No, no, I mean, it's like a bull. They have like a bull, but I would pick, like, they're the Texas Longhorns. I would pick that. Uh, I would also pick an Arc Razorback, uh, like a, a pig or something. A pig? I mean, I'll go with Joe Bruin, the UCLA bear. All right. Bear. Sparty from Michigan. Spartan. Cool. With a, with a lance or something. But I, I think Cyclone's a cheat and Hurricane's cheating because that's not a that's not a thing you can fight. Yeah. But we'll we'll see. I mean, but that's like an interesting way because a lot of people make their brackets in the sense that in a head-to-head matchup, which mascot would win in a fight? I know some people in my family do that, so I think that would be pretty cool. Syracuse would go straight to the top. <laughs> I mean, it's an or- It's a literal orange. Auto the orange. We'll see. It would be anything. I mean, some crazy, crazy mascots out there, like the Golden Eagle. Mm-hmm. Marquette, you know? Yeah. I mean, Golden Eagle probably crazy. Probably. All right, Soren, should we get into Tweet of the Week as usual? Yeah, I heard this is a thinker. It's a thinker, as we've been thinking for the past couple weeks. Mm-hmm. This is somebody from Twitter named Rich Bryan, who has 2 million followers on Twitter. Oh, my. Yeah, he posts a lot, it looks like. This tweet here has 35,000 likes, uh, about 9,000 retweets. It is from July of 2019, so... As per usual, the past couple of weeks, we've been kind of throwing it back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Rich Bryan says, what if when you go to sleep, your brain downloads tomorrow's episode of your life? Anyways, have a good day, guys. Mm. I don't know, Soren, if you saw the memes that were going around a couple of weeks ago about the NFL being scripted and the NFL being rigged. There are always those conspiracy theories out there about all the sports leagues. Did you see those? I did, yes. Uh, they- this tweet kind of made me think of that, uh, how, like, maybe our lives are scripted. Maybe we do have an episode in our brain bank, brain bank here, 
and it's just something with every day like netflix i don't know hmm. interesting to think about do you believe that when you die or take off a headset hmm. maybe they unscrew your brain <laughs> maybe i don't know oh man it's tough to think yeah every time you think about like after you die there's nothing unless i mean you believe in gen we don't know yeah, I mean, really nobody's don't know. ever died and then came back and told us what happened yeah that's why we don't know so it's just a thing to talk about all i want is about. to not be reincarnated as an animal but I'll, I'll, like I'll state rich brian's uh tweet one more time because it's pretty interesting what if when you go to sleep your brain downloads to an episode of your life anyways so interesting thought from rich brian what happens when you go to sleep I, I don't personally believe what he's saying here, but I think it's pretty interesting to think about. Yeah. Soren, you want to get into thinking about a quote? Uh, I already thought about a quote, and it is either from, oh, wait, we got to address the record. Ben lost last week. Mm. He's on a new slate. Zero. Let's get it. Do you think you can get it up to one today, Ben? I hope so. This quote is either from Abraham Lincoln or Frederick Douglass. Mm. Are you ready? I'm ready. I walk slowly, but backward. That's it. That's simple. That is it. It's a tough one. I could see it being in the perspective of both of their uh, walks of life. Yeah. Pun intended. Because mm-hmm. uh, they were both super influential people in the late 18, the middle to late 1800s. And I think that um, you know, all the poverty that both of these people brought to the world, there most certainly were setbacks, but setbacks in reality is different backs in a mindset, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So this is a tough one because I think that personally it's Frederick Douglass, but this is one like we were talking about with March Madness. I could see myself being wrong. Yeah. So, Frederick Douglass. Frederick Douglass is not the right answer, Ben. Staying on that zero, is this a recap of uh, season one? I don't know, but do you know the uh, context of when Abraham Lincoln said that quote? I do not. Find it real quick. All I can find is he just said this at some point and it applied to his life, but... He said it before he died, which is what a lot of people do yep. when they have a quote. When they have but, something they want to say, they usually say it before they die. Yeah, but this was pretty close to when he got, uh, when the theater. The in, theater thing in, happened that we won't talk happened. about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways, thank you for the great quote, Soren. Yeah. Very inspirational as always. Super. Really appreciate it. Uh, Soren. So, we had a nice little ping pong shindig at my house yeah what did you think you got third place mm-hmm. how do you think that you could have played better and how will you prepare to do so for the next tournament uh one way i could have played better is to have been tennis my whole life like luke frank uh, clear cut second he walked in he was stretching before even warm like before it was very the past, stretching so i think that's the that's the man to beat I'm going to have to pull out like a southpaw, orthodox, unorthodox uh, hand next time. Maybe left with my eyes closed, which 
trick him up a little bit. Pull some tricks out of the sleeve. I had some good shots, but my consistency isn't there. I mean, my defense is not the best. My offense is okay. But it's just pretty clear that Luke Frank and Preston, who's D1 golf, hand-eye coordination is crazy, who are going to come up come out on top most of the time yeah so what challenged you the most about ping pong because you haven't played a lot yeah what what was pricing to you about that you played or about the way that somebody else played that kind of tripped you up well I think when I first got there Ben it was looking rough I mean we had our warm-up game I couldn't hit the table five out of six times uh just being used to playing on sports with rackets and stuff I picked it up pretty quick I don't know if there was much much room to prepare for challenges I faced that day. Hmm. And yeah, I don't I don't know. It's just it's hard to pick it up fast and still be consistent. I mean, you have to be playing most of the most of your most of your time to get good at a sport like that cuz it's a lot of consistency as I've said about 500 times consistency is key in that sport yeah but you know what's underrated about ping pong the sound when the ball is just bouncing back and forth yeah like when you have nice. a good volley it has a nice sound mm-hmm. yeah it's uh, nice it's very satisfying so soren thank you appreciate it for helping administrate this amazing ping pong tournament thank you to everybody for coming out congratulations again to luke frank uh we got into post-game interview with luke here so let's roll it Thank you. What do you have to say about your victory, Luke? Dominant victory. Thank you for, uh, yes, thank you for allowing me to compete. It was a pleasure. Real pleasure. There's great men out here. Is this going on? Great players. All right, Soren, I want to pose a quick question of the week to you. It's kind of fun. I just came up with it on the spot. You ready? Sure. All right, so if you had to make a Soren University, what would the mascot be for the university? Hmm. The mascot be what represents you? Oh boy! What mascot would it be? A orange? It would have to be would a it, chess piece, probably. Would it be a hurricane? I think a chess piece. So the the uh, university, maybe the, maybe the king, the University kings? of Soren Kings, the S, the SU Soren University Kings, like the SU it. Kings, That'd be cool. I like it. Ben, what would yours be? Uh, I, I'm gonna say. You know, no. say like a dog or something. It's got to be a banana. But you like, one every morning. But like dogs are, you know, nobody wants to fit a Labrador. Sure. If if you see a, a sideline and they have a lab on it, it's like, yeah, I can. Banana the Ben. Ben the banana. I, I'll, I'll pick a banana. Let's the bananas. Go. Have you seen banana bananas? They're, they're a cool baseball team in Georgia. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You've probably seen them on like TikTok or Instagram yeah. or something. They're pretty cool. That That's the only team I know that's bananas. And they're not very serious, so maybe, you know, the connotation behind sports teams with bananas isn't great at the moment. But I think that bananas would be a cool mascot. I would I would name my banana um, uh, Buford the banana. Buford the banana. Yep. Well. Okay. Uh, that'll uh, that'll close it out here. This has been the Paper Thin Thoughts podcast. Thank you for listening. Subscribe to us on your preferred podcast platform. Leave a rating and a question that could potentially be answered in a following episode. As always, I'm Soren Povasils, accompanied by Ben Rikosh. 
keep up the thin thoughts and stay tuned for next week's episode. Paper Thin Thoughts is produced by the Shotsville High School Podcasting Network. Executive producers are Jen Horn and Dave Stipe. Senior producers are Ben Rikosh and Storm Povisos. This episode was edited and mixed by Ben Rikosh and Dave Stipe. Music is produced and created thanks to Jacob Lightborn, Miss Waters, and the entire CHS Music Production. Thanks to Mr. Rashad Pitt and the rest of the CHS faculty and staff for the support. PTT out. PWT out.